0: Turning there, what Ephesians 6 says is based on Exodus twenty twelve. It's part of the Ten Commandments that says, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land, which the Lord your God is giving you. Now, I'm going to be speaking primarily to men today, but not necessarily to men today. But I'm speaking to us all today. And if any sister feels left out, we had happy Honoring Mother's Day few weeks ago. All right. So men, this is our day you now. <laughs> Paul wrote in Ephesians six, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. This commandment has a promise in it that says that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. We say, especially to our new drivers, when our parents give you instruction, when your parents give you instructions on your driving, trust me, you better listen to them. It could have an impact. I don't like doing funerals for teenagers. It's no fun. For an old saint that fell asleep and gone on to be with Jesus, that's a great celebration. But honor your father and mother, especially when it comes to driving and matters that deal with life and death, because it could determine the length of your life. Leviticus tells us, you shall rise before the gray-headed. You like that, Randy? you shall rise before the gray-headed and honor the presence of an old man my hair is not turning gray but it is turning loose (laughs) my dad used to say mama's hair is turning gray mine's turning loose honor the presence of a bald man maybe i don't know you shall rise before the gray-headed and honor the presence of a bald of an old man there was some young men that dishonored a bald man, and some bears got him. Remember that story in the Old Testament? Yeah. So, honor, you shall rise before the gray-headed and honor the presence of an old man, and fear your God, I am the Lord. Paul instructs us in Romans 13, 7, Render, therefore, to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, custom to whom customs, fear to whom fear, and honor to whom honor. And today is a day to honor fathers. Can we give the fathers a hand? We honor you guys. Without the mothers, we wouldn't be fathers, but still without fathers, mothers would have a hard time. All right. Let's pray. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would enable us to communicate in a way that Men sees, men will see and women will see the importance of fathers in our culture and in our day and the reasons why we should honor one another. In Jesus' name, amen. Our goal today is to honor fathers who are endeavoring to be good dads. We also want to honor single parents, those moms and dads who are raising up a godly generation. Sad to say, but it's a reality in our day alone we want to honor you today and we want to honor those men who are functioning as spiritual fathers to our children who need fathering or discipling i don't know about you but my parenting needs some my parenting needed some supplements when your kids think you're a moron it's nice to have other adults around that they respect to be an influence in their life amen they turn 25, they'll be amazed how much you've learned. But anyway. (laughs) Happy Honoring Father's Day. This is an article written by a man named Kerry Roberts. He says, The United States has achieved the dubious distinction of becoming the world leader in fatherless families. Currently, 34% of American children live without their biological dad. Where did this trend start and what does it do for our kids? The rise of father absence can be traced 50 years back. Let's listen to what the man says here. In 1965, Daniel Patrick Moynihan, this this is scary, who was working with the LBJ administration, looked to the problems of underclass America, and his report, known as Who's Heard of the Moynihan Report, it issued this warning. And the welfare department did not heed it. And today we have the consequences. He wrote, a community that allows a large number of young men to grow up in broken families, dominated by mothers and no dads, never acquiring, they never will acquire any stable relationship to male authority if this happens, and not acquiring any rational expectations about the future, that community asks for and gets chaos. Chaos. And so you have welfare where there's no aspiration of future because it's being doled out to you. Then you remove dad from the scene, and you, you have chaos. But it wasn't enough to just ignore Monaghan's analysis. Architects of the Great Society pro- Program, remember that? I was just a kid, but I remember seeing it in my dad's magazines, Time and Newsweek. Architects of the Great Society Program went ahead and implemented elibi- eligibility requirements that cut off well welfare benefits if the father stayed with the mother. The so-called man-in-the-house rule was enforced. Now, low-income fathers found themselves in competition against government handouts to compete for the loyalty of the poor mothers. As a result, the the number of children who lived in fatherless homes mushroomed from 5.1 million in 1960 to 16.5 million in 1995 these policies were so devastating in their impact that involved caring fathers all but disappeared from low-income neighborhoods so while liberals comforted themselves with the knowledge that they had avoided blaming the victim which is what they accused Moynihan of doing millions of little boys and girls had to console themselves with no daddy in their house once poor fathers had been run out of their homes The liberals broadened their focus. They launched an attack on the whole notion of fatherhood itself. Watch our sitcoms. Dad's the guy getting mocked right now. In 2004, the American Psychological Association used the occasion of Father's Day to publish an article with an awful title, Deconstructing the Essential Father. Despite what the pseudo-scientific psychological association might say, a father's natural breadwinning instinct keeps the family out of the clutches of poverty. While father-present households saw an increase in income from 1960 to 1990, father-absent families saw a decline financially. Scores of research studies have documented the positive results of involved fathers. Here's a sampling of the benefits the National Center for Educational Statistics reported that when fathers are involved in their children's education, the children are more likely to get A's, enjoy school, and participate in extracurricular activities. When boys with involved fathers grow up, they will more likely become involved fathers themselves. But when fathers are disenfranchised by misguided government programs, here's the result. Their children have a higher rate of asthma, headaches, anxiety, depression, and behavioral problems. They're at a greater risk for alcohol, tobacco, and illicit drug use, and even suicide. And the girls are three times more likely to be taken advantage of sexually before they're 15, and five times more likely to become a mother as a teenager. Yes, fathers are essential. Oprah Winfrey Uh, around 1999, dedicated one of her TV shows to the growing problem of male teenage violence. Um, A blogger who has a uh, blog site called the San Francisco Gate wrote this article, Father's Key to Curbing Boys' Violence. Oprah's concerns were supported by the facts. In 1960, the violent death rate per 100,000 youths in their teen years was 7.6. In other words between seven and eight kids, died violent deaths um, out of every 100,000 kids. I'm not sure how that works out percentage-wise. But by 1992, that number had more than tripled, just 32 years. Oprah's guest, a psychologist, said boys need to be more in touch with their feelings, to talk about themselves more easily, and yes, to even cry readily. That's how girls and women traditionally deal with emotional issues. But the question is, can we really solve our problems by making boys more like girls? Besides, weren't boys just as ready to repress their feelings generations ago as they are today? So this can't be the problem. So what can we contribute to growing rates of teenage violence? We should look for explanations in areas where our society has changed sharply over the last 42 years. At the heart of this matter is the American family. In 1960, 9% of children under the age of 18 lived in single-parent families. In 1990, it's nearly one in four. Whatever gains adults have won in recent years for our new, more flexible living arrangements as modern people, they were achieved at the expense of our children. And their increasingly violent behavior is probably their response to our actions. To many, a father's role is limited to providing financial support and appearing at ceremonial occasions. At the very least, the intentional disruption of scheduled visitation should be viewed with the same concern as the non-payment of child support. Amen. To do otherwise is not good. Jesus gave this warning through the Holy Spirit who inspired the Malachi to prophesy this prophecy of which John the Baptist came to begin the fulfillment of this. So that God will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. A fatherless culture will not do well. Just will not do well. Our prisons are full of guys that are ready to receive free Mother's Day cards to send home. But when the same offer is made for Father's Day, not many respond. There's a key to crime and fatherlessness. I know there's exceptions, hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. But in our country, there's a trend that's alarming. In yesterday's paper, this article, Bringing Back Dads, was published in the Star-Telegram. Article written by Alex Branch. He said, when police and child protective services investigated whether a man's daughter was abused by his ex-wife's boyfriend, the father says no one called him to fill him in. And he was up to date on his child support, and he had regular visitation with his kids. But during the investigation, nobody called him. I'm not here to throw stones at CPS. God knows they're doing their best. But the social trend of easy divorce is making their job almost impossible. And this poor guy is severely wounded. So the article is about him and about what CPS is endeavoring to do to fix it. And once again, we hear these things. Studies show that children with absent, uninvolved biological fathers are on average two or three times more likely to be poor to use drugs, to experience emotional, educational, and behavioral problems, and to engage in crimes. So today we are honoring fathers because you guys are important. Amen? Fathers are important. So we talked about the problems to help us see that as fathers we must remain faithful. And when we get our little ones raised, we must continue to remain faithful they still need our example. And they still need our example. And they still need our example. You will never, once you become a father, you are never not a father. And maybe you've not had the honor of having kids of your own, but I'm telling you, you too can be a father in the life of someone. We'll see that as we go on down the line through this little sermon. Our goal today is to honor fathers who are endeavoring to be good dads. Those guys who are endeavoring to be good dads. Maybe your wife ran off and left you, but you're doing your best. Praise God, I applaud you. Do your best. You hold a position in the spiritual realm to pray for your kids. It's a position of authority that nobody else on the planet has. I know a guy, he lives in Dallas. His name is Dale Smith. He's a blues guitarist. He claims he got, um, oh, no. My um, brain went blank. Who's the guy who died in the helicopter crash? Stevie Ray Vaughn. He, he, he let Stevie Ray Vaughn at 15 years of age play with his blues band in Austin, and they ran him off and kept Stevie Ray. Needless to say, the life he was living destroyed his marriage, and his wife didn't want, have anything to do with him, and his kids disappeared. He became a believer, though, and he prayed every day for years for his kids. And when he found them, guess what one of them was doing? A YWAM mission trip. (laughs) God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, abundantly, above and beyond all that we can ask or think. Amen. Amen. The Message Bible translates Hebrews 12 to say, We respect our parents for training and not spoiling us. Amen. For training and not spoiling us. We must balance ourselves parents if daddy does all the spoiling mama's got to bring some correction if mama does all the spoiling daddy's got to bring some correction and hopefully we can be a team at it when rachel in the old testament had her youngest remember she had joseph then she had her youngest she named him banyan because it was a rough labor basically banyan means painful jacob named him benjamin son of my right hand he balanced see it takes two he balanced son you're not always going to be remembered for the hardship you put your mother through with that big head you had or whatever the reason why (laughs) benjamin son of my right hand hallelujah so we honor our fathers today who are endeavoring to be good dads to help balance bring balance Maybe you're married to such where you kind of have to be the bad guy more often than mama does. Well, just be faithful at it. But stay strong. It's important that our kids honor us, that their days live long in the earth, but it's also important that we bring discipline into their life so that their days are long in the earth. Watch this. What is it about being
1: a dad? It's about love, even when you get your hands dirty. It's being available and bringing their world to life. It's about learning together and being patient. And when things get tough, it's about drawing near and forgiving. Even when love hurts, matter what, a dad is always at your side. And the best part about being a dad is that your influence never stops.
0: also want to honor single parents today those moms and dads who are raising up a godly generation alone nobody knows how hard it is but I want to encourage you today it will be worth it it will be worth it all I don't want to embarrass anybody but I can think of some that are just awesome parents they're doing their best and one thing they're doing is keeping their children in church where there are mothers and fathers to help not be that, but to help be that in the spiritual sense, you'll see that. Paul wrote to Timothy, who was influenced by his mother and grandmother. Only thing we know about his dad, he was he was a Greek. could have been a polygamist, could have been an unbeliever. We don't know, but we know he had a godly mother and a godly. Grandmother that helped her do an awesome job in raising up this incredible young man to whom Paul became a spiritual father. Paul was not married, so he had no romantic intentions for Lois or Eunice with a name like Eunice. My condolences. Who's seen that movie? Anyway, he filled the role of discipling this young man as a spiritual father to him getting ahead of myself though In Hamadan, Iran, is a mausoleum for Esther and Mordecai. Mordecai functioned as a father in her life or kind of a an uncle. He was actually a cousin. Help give her wisdom. Help encourage her. Help her stay on track. Help her not forget who she was. And what an impact his ministry had. Blessed himself. You know, we raise godly, seed. guess what? We're blessing ourselves. When we discipline our kids, guess what? We're blessing ourselves. And the payoff is pretty quick. We get peace really fast, don't we? Um, Ben Franklin said, spare the rod, spoil the child. The Bible says, spare the rod, which is a symbol of discipline, hate the child. You will create a child you cannot stand if you raise that child without discipline. That child will break your heart. After all the love I've shown you, how dare you? The child will spit in your face if they're raised without discipline. Kids do not know right from wrong. We must teach them. Amen? So, here we have a memorial. The Persians, the Iranians, honor Esther and Mordecai. And Jews, when they can get in there, they go pay homage or do a little pilgrimage to see this mausoleum that would not be there were it not for a man willing to step up and be a dad to his cousin. And finally, we want to honor those men who are functioning as spiritual fathers to our children who need fathering or discipling. We talked about Paul and Timothy. Paul wrote this in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 14 through 16. I do not write these things to shame you, but as beloved children, I warn you: for though you might have ten thousand instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore I urge you: imitate me. He was a spiritual father. We have spiritual fathers in this house. I, I. I, I if I, if I try to honor all of you, I could get in trouble because I could leave somebody out. But I want to honor one of you and let this brother be a symbol to you, okay? This is you standing up. JP, can you stand? Yes. See, he's surprised. He is such a spiritual father. Not only ministering to our children. Amen. Thank you, brother. He not only ministers to our children on Sunday morning, part of the children's ministry team, he ministers to them on Wednesday night josh is kind of filling in the gap this this season with the music classes he's doing he has done children's ministry on tuesday nights with celebrate recovery and every monday they let him in there he leads the juvenile jail ministry to kids has a heart for him. thank you jp for your example to us unless we have that heart church we have no future that's that kind of ministry is what our name, Generations, points to. And Paul says this Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. Become spiritual fathers. So, this prophecy of Malachi to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers is broadened beyond the boundaries of the family. The generational thing heart of one generation to the heart of another, and the heart of the other to the one. Watch this. Today is a
2: special day, and it's bigger than we think, because there are many different kinds of fathers, and they all need to be recognized and honored today. Today, we honor those fathers who consistently strive to balance loving their wives and children with being good, godly workers at their jobs. May you feel the pleasure of God. Today, we honor those dads who had poor fathers themselves, but who have committed never to become the father they grew up under. May your children continue to be guarded from any of the hurt you carry. Today, we honor the fathers who are older and who no longer have day-to-day obligations to their own children. May the family gatherings this weekend make you feel like you could do it all over again. Today, we honor the adult children of fathers who were absent. May the God of the fatherless become your father in ways you've only dreamed of. And may you believe with your whole heart that his leaving wasn't your fault. Today, we honor men who have no children of their own, but who father younger men as mentors and guides. May you see your important roles as impacting and life-changing. And finally, today, we honor fathers who have passed away. May their good deeds live on through you, and may their careless deeds be corrected in your lifetime. Today is a special day. So for all the fathers we mentioned, and even those we didn't, be honored, be blessed, and be joyful. We believe that you have what it takes to change the world. And you're doing it one relationship at a time. Happy Father's
0: Day. On my son's sixth birthday, March 12th of 88, while at a men's retreat in Fort Worth, the YMCA campground there with men from Shady Grove Church of Grand Prairie, I experienced what could be called a visitation from God. That morning, during several hours of silence, the Lord began speaking to my heart some very clear direction for my ministry as a father to the children he had blessed me with. Others received similar life-changing direction that weekend. In the following are some of the things I wrote in my journal that day. I felt that God was speaking to me. These words have changed my life for the better. I hope they will bless those who take time to hear them. Journal, dated March 12, 1988. Please be sure to judge these words in light of Scripture. Alan, I have a clear word to speak to you as a father. Many have committed their lives to numerous noble pursuits, but have neglected their own children and died knowing they failed. My church would not have crumbled into the dark ages if fathers would have continued to be spiritual fathers to their natural children. What about the natural descendants of the apostles, not to mention their spiritual offspring's descendants? What happened to them? Were they all killed off? I say no. The purposes for my people was not successfully imparted from generation to generation. Will you lay down your life for the next generation? Are you willing to become nothing so that the next generation may shine? I'm speaking of your relationship within your own generation. Not but of your relationship to the next generation, yes. The apostles succeeded in reaching their generation and in reaching their next generation, but this impartation began to to decline after several generations. Now I call you to look at your own generation. Many have fallen into sin and have unregenerate natural children because some of your former generation failed to lay down their lives for your generation. While I call you to look at the next generation, many Christians are not laying down their lives for them. They fail, they say, because of the soonness of my coming to prepare the next generation to carry on the legacy of Christ. If I come today or 2,000 years from today, there is no excuse for not laying down your life to see the next generation serve me and continue the dynasty of my eternal purpose. Your father and a child is the most ideal opportunity to disciple someone that you will ever have. While you are called to disciple the nations, do not neglect your children. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off. Acts 2.39 If your generation reaches more people than any other and yet does not successfully disciple the next generation, your generation will have failed. For the people you reach will raise their children just like you do because you cannot impart what you're not walking in. Do not neglect the call to the nations, and do not neglect the call to your children, lest the nations you reach also neglect your, their children. While meditating upon these issues that same day, I thought of the potential power of a set of parents in God's kingdom. I thought, if what if during the first century church, one set of parents successfully discipled two of their children, and those two children grew up and discipled two of their children? That would then make four children. Continuing with that train of thought and giving each potential set of parents 40 years to do such, where would we be today? The answer is 2 to the 50th power, which is over $793 So you see the incredible potential we have as parents. What an awesome duty we have and why it is a position to be honored. For those of you who are visiting today, I don't want to give the impression that I'm some kind of chauvinist. I'm very pro-woman. I am. But today is Father's Day. I'm pro-man too. Amen? Hallelujah. Here we go. The conclusion. We stand. Men stand. If you're able. Hallelujah. Father, I pray that you would bless every father in this house, every natural father and every spiritual father. May they realize how valuable they are. Lord, may low self-esteem be crushed. May the lack of respect that has wounded them be destroyed. Lord, may they rise up to be gentle men but strong men, firm men but kind men men who are called to walk in the footsteps of Christ, laying down their life for the next generation. I ask you, Lord, to show them fruit for their labor. Lord, if today, right now in the natural, it doesn't look like it was worth it, Lord, I pray that in the spirit, you give them a vision or a dream or insight or a word to fight discouragement with, that they will know it was worth it in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray if any of them as I had to experience in my own walk, has to get out on their knees in front of their kids and ask for forgiveness, which I did many times. Give them the guts to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. And Father, I pray for our future fathers and future mothers in this house. May they learn as they honor their father and mothers. May they learn the valuable lessons that are to be learned so that they can be even better parents than we were. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. And may your children call you and honor you today. But if they don't, don't get upset. Call them. Remind them. Remember, we have to teach them. Remind them and then love on them Just bless them. Amen. May today be a day of ministry and affirmation for you. God bless you. You're dismissed.